Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to a special road trip edition of Advantage Connors, coming to you somewhere north of Santa Barbara. I won't give the uh, location out. Uh, Jimmy and Brett, as always, here with a very special guest, someone we've been looking to have on the podcast since the beginning. One of the first guests we wrote down on our little notepad, driving right. out to Palm Springs, Miss Casey DeFranco. Legend, family friend, author, co-author of The Outsider, your book. Right. One of our best friends, family friends, lover. She's here. Lover. She. Don't spread that around. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I'm horrified. <laughs> we we've been trying to get Casey on on our podcast since uh, since day one, and and she finally reduced us to begging. Uh, and, <laughs> and and here we are. So thank you for the five minutes you're going to give us here. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, oh, we love you, and and uh, you know, we. We want to know about you. Uh, you know, we we do, uh, Brett and I, and but our listeners have always been interested, and in, especially, uh, and we'll get into this later uh, about uh, writing my book. Mm -hmm. But uh, we want to know about you. Tell us. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a broad statement. Right? A broad Work statement. Yeah, I was born in Hollywood. I was raised in California. I've lived in California my whole life. That's it. I'm a writer. You're a writer. I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, okay. And you have a pretty buttery, smooth voice. I do. Like, like an imitation buttery. Well, I had an <laughs> accidental 30-year career. Yeah, as a voiceover. As a voiceover. Act. Right. Artist. I'm yes. not an actress by okay. any stretch but how, of the how, how did that happen? You say accidental. How, how did, uh, did you run into somebody? Somebody find you? Or how'd that happen? I took one of my very few actual jobs as a production assistant for a company that made radio and television commercials. And someone didn't show up one day and they sent me downstairs and to record it. And when I get nervous, I giggle. So I giggled my way through it and 
there it was. It was a whole career. The giggle was almost like the, you you were part of the country crock commercials for years. Country crock, AT and T, Behringer wine, oh Tyson <laughs> chicken, <laughs> anything you can think of, I've done. Right. Yeah. We were actually listening to some of the country crock commercials on the way out <laughs> just to prepare ourselves oh, you know, yes. for seeing oh, you. Good, good research. And the, the giggle at the end is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah so not only your voice, but also your laugh. Yes. Uh, you it know, was at the, laugh. the end. Uh, is that what sold or was it your voice? No, it was, it was the laugh. Was it really? Yeah, Amazing. It was the laugh. Uh, and my buttery smooth. Well, voice. yes, of course. That's why they gave you the country crock. I, I was sexy in a non-threatening way. Right. There you go. So how did you get into writing? I've always written. Always written. Always written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a ghostwriter. But to do that, uh, uh, you did scripts, right? Yes, I did scripts, plays. So... <laughs> our, our, <laughs> just, just fry it out of me. Go ahead. Right. I will. I want to drag it all out of you. <laughs> He's getting uh, me back. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, months. I owe you. I owe you. So, so how, how do you put yourself when they give you a script to redo or, or to go mm-hmm. over? How do you write that? Do you have to put yourself in that character or into that scene? How does that work? Well, if they're giving me a script to do over or to rewrite, doctor it then I just have to follow what the original writer wanted and just make it better because I'm better. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I, I, I got that. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you, you the it? pat on the back. I'll give you that. <laughs> and and uh, so, I mean, this is the interest me because, I mean, you know, when I see an actor on, on TV mm-hmm. and some actors, Sean Connery, wanted to do it in one take. Mm-hmm. The other actors... 50 takes. Right. You know, so when when they give you the script, is that you in, in one take or do you have it until you get it right for them? For I them? have it till I get it right for them. They're paying the bills, so. Do they tell you the actors that are associated with the, the project so you can kind of have that in your head? Like they this? have. They do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And, and that makes it easier for me. If right. it's not cast yet, then I just make up my own actors. All right. That's cool. Uh, born in Hollywood, right? Born in Hollywood. Uh, grew up in Hollywood. Grew up in Hollywood. End up in north of Santa Barbara. My. In, in, a, in, a, in a little valley. Partied in Hollywood. Uh, Partied in Hollywood. Party. <laughs> Don't skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> and and uh, so you grew up in the big city, really, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And now you live in a, a, a smaller valley. We lived here too. It's the San Ynez right. Valley. Right. Uh, and uh, what, what was your draw here to settle here? My family lived here. My godfather built most of the houses in Los Olivos. And then my mother moved up, my grandmother, my aunts, my cousins, my sister. Mm-hmm. So. You followed the family? Followed. When I got pregnant with Joey, I didn't want to raise him in LA. So. Right. I came up here and bought the Red Rooster where you kids. Yep. Spent a Legendary. whole lot of time. The ranch. The ranch, mm-hmm. right. And then um, when the boys grew up and decided to go down to L.A., Robin and I went down to L.A. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, That's right. you know, the boy's dad, Val, was up here. Was Val up here like before you moved up? Yeah, Val bought these three lots, this house and those other two lots when I was pregnant with Joey. Okay. 
That's cool. And then he bought the mountain house for you kids. Yeah, that Spent was that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie and Val. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm going to learn a lot about him too. I think. <laughs> oh talk. my goodness, about <laughs> uh, Brett. Um, no, no, go ahead. So we met you. Uh, we we came to San Inez. You tell us. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. meeting us? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead. Well, I met you through. Oh gosh, who was it? Through I can't remember. One of our friends. And, but the first time we really got to know each other was the Hunt Club Ball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I think it was through Tom and Nell. Tom and Nell, that's right. Right. And, and who are our, our neighbors and, and our friends and, and your friends. And mm-hmm. uh, so when we came here, you had already uh, been living here for quite some time. Right. So, you know, we were new yes, our family was new so and we made uh, uh we made i say but patty made <laughs> you know uh made made some some good friends right away and mm-hmm. introduced us to you right and uh so back then you know we we were looking to uh, to make more friends and to get out to to know the area so we went to this uh, uh hunt club ball. hunt club ball and you and I became dangerous right away. Dangerous immediately. <laughs> they, we we needed to be separated from then on. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were all dressed up, and it was very cool. And we decided we would dance. Yeah, I oh. think we were a little drunk too. Well, <laughs> well, well uh, that had to have a mix in it somewhere along the line. Uh, I'm sure, but but uh, that was the last time. Well, that was the first and last time I think we got invited to that. Yes. We must have done something well, we rowdy. Got, we got we did do something very rowdy. Oh boy! I think it was the chairperson of the Hunt Club Ball was dancing next to us. Oh, this is terrible. We can't tell. We, we must have got, we got a little out of control. He's dead. Don't control. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were banned from the Hunt Club Ball for a year. Oh, boy. Like we were going to go back anyway. Mm-hmm. We were never going to go back. But that's how we met. Yep. And then you were traveling still. And Patty would go with you occasionally. And I get to have the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. They would come over, little bitty things. Right. Yep. Joey. Yeah. Joey's been my friend my whole life. Joey's been your met. friend your whole life. Dr. Joey. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, Dr. Joey. Shout out at the Mayo Clinic Mayo in Clinic. Rochester, Minnesota. Cold. But, but <laughs> you know, you, you said that, that, that I was still traveling, which I was mm-hmm. uh, really full time. Yeah. Uh, and you took care of uh, both our kids. Yeah. Uh, so the trust that uh, uh, we had, uh, all of us, uh, together from the mm-hmm. very beginning was, uh, you know, leaving our kids, you know, was had to be special, right? Yes, uh, you it know, was very special. And, and uh, you know, for us to to leave our kids with you and, and trust you like that, I mean, we must have become close very quickly. We did. We became close very quickly. Patty, especially, Patty and I made an immediate connection. And you and I made an immediate connection because we were ill-behaved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're good for my image. Now. I know. I you, you tell, uh, all our listeners, yeah. I've been trying to play it low-key all these times. Now you the oh, real no. thing. No, 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 Later. no, no. Low-key, not happening. <laughs> well, and then the kids, I love the kids. You know, yeah. little tiny Aubrey. And- well, in, in your house, the ranch was awesome. It was, uh, you know, five or six acres. It had a pond. It had dogs. It had 15 cats. You're yeah. kind of a low-key cat lady. <laughs> yeah, low-key. Low-key. Yeah. <laughs> Five horses. Five horses. Two goats. Two goats. A thousand chickens. I remember one day we let the chickens just roam, mm-hmm. and you kids were over there. And 
I didn't realize if you just let chickens go that they're just going to lay eggs willy-nilly. All over the place. And we were in the in the dining room, which looked out on the back, and all of a sudden, here comes like a thousand baby chicks out of the, the <laughs> oh, bushes. out of the bushes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were grabbing baby chicks. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? That's crazy. But you kids loved hanging out at the ranch. Yeah, it was a good place, a good place to spend time. And then you, being the genius writer you are, mm-hmm. would take me under your wing. <laughs> you know, mom would send me to you when I had the homework. Oh, English homework? Casey, go to Casey. Casey, I need to drop you at Casey's. And uh, you would help me write my papers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. And I remember one time, this one story about the project you helped me with. Um, I was at school. I was about 14 or 15, freshman or sophomore in high school. I'm at lunch. I get a, uh, uh, someone comes, taps me on the shoulder. Hey, Mr. Peter Schick needs to see you right away, the English teacher. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, what did I do? Did he catch me cheating or doing something wrong or what did I do? No, no. And uh, I walk in, he's on the phone and uh, he finishes the phone call and he just sticks his hand out to shake my hand. And I'm like, uh, so I shake it. And he's like, I just wanted to congratulate you. That was the Santa Barbara News Press, and your poem is going to be featured on the front page of this weekend's edition. <laughs> your haiku. My haiku. My haiku about spousal abuse uh, uh, that a 14-year-old boy somehow was mature enough to write. It really struck a nerve. I'm taking notes myself now on some of this. I'm, so I'm you, catching some good news myself. You were always there to help me out, and I always remember that just because uh, it was one of the few times I was uh, awarded for my my writing. Well, you were a good writer anyway. You just didn't know how to formulate a sentence. Right. (laughs) What what do you need? Commas and things like that? (laughs) Is that part of it? Yeah, that's part of it. (laughs) Your concepts were always good and you had a real gift of prose. You just didn't know how to arrange it. That's all. Right. Just needed the structure a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit of structure. Yeah, just like everywhere else in my life, yeah, I guess. that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good boy. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. I love you, Sweet. too. I yeah. love you, honey. So uh, when I wanted to write my book, mm-hmm. I, talked to, I talked to Brett about this. And I was, I was in Europe, and, and I had interviewed... I don't know. <laughs> 15, 15 different writers. Right. And, uh, you know, I kept, no, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. So finally, you know, I kind of settled on one, you know, who had, who had really good credentials. He had written a number of other uh, books on athletes and, and so forth. He was Scottish. Yeah, but but that that's my that yeah, that's my point. Uh, <laughs> you you said it right there. He was Scottish. <laughs> oh blimey! No, no that's not blimey. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> well, the funniest part was the terms. I remember reading right. like the draft, and and all the terms were like not tennis terms. They were like cricket. And then I remember the response was like, oh, well, that's an easy fix. We'll just swap out the crickets for the, for the tennis terms. And I was like, oh, is that how it works? Okay, I guess. Well, wait, wait. To be fair, the guy was a good writer. Yeah. yeah. He yes, he was. wasn't um, for you. Right. right. That's all. Right. Yeah, he had, he had uh, like I said, he had, he had really good credentials. And, and uh, so, you know, and after... Well, uh, after we got, you know, through the first draft, you know, it kind of was very evident that that he wasn't for me. But we were also running out of time, <laughs> you know, to to get the drafts in and and you know for for, for our, your publisher for the publisher, right? And 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 so 
you know, I, I that's what I thought was interesting is yeah. is watching the process of of that writer like interview us. Like he interviewed me for forty five minutes, Aubrey for forty five minutes, like hung out with Dad for two days, and then was about to write his biography or mm-hmm. autobiography, whichever one it is, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a ghostwriter, so well, yeah. yeah. But it, it, to me, it was like he spent such such a little amount of time that then I guess he was going to get most of his information from like other sources that already existed, you know, instead of like spending more time with like the subject matter himself, right? And I just I was um, I was surprised that that's how like autobiographies were written, you know. And I thought instead of someone who really knew the person or spending a ton of time with them or or whatever it is, it just it seemed really odd to me how kind of nonchalant it was. Well, I'll spend forty minutes with you, and <laughs> I know your whole life now. Like. Yeah, you know, Brett said you know driving out here, it took us uh, about forty five minutes or so. He says that's so much time he, he spent with Brett and and our our, our daughter Aubrey or Patty or mm. or Spencer or you know the guys that I grew up with, you know you know for my whole life. Uh, and, and, and I know, you know, once I, I kind of fell away from that, I, you know, and, and I talked with Brett and, and Patty and, and Aubrey, and, and we all sat and I said, you know, I said, who, where could I go now? Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, out of, out of all of our mouths at one time came Casey. <laughs> uh, you know, so, and I, I came to you and I, I said, you, know, you, you could you write my autobiography, you know, my story, my autobiography? And you had never done that before. You'd never written a book. Or, or had you? No, I had. Oh, yeah. you had? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That kind of book, yeah. like an autobiography? Yeah, I oh, ghostwrited already a yeah, couple you had. of things. Oh, cool. yeah. Ah, well, thank goodness for this. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, just We're fit, learning, just too. Just fit me in. <laughs> you know, and, but knowing that, uh, you know, and, and you know, I remember when you said, well, let me think about it, and you, you called me, uh, and, and we talked, and you said, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, you know, I think it'd be very interesting that you you'd like to get you know get involved and in, in do it. And and then the next thing you said is, and by the way, what do you do? That's <laughs> <Yes>, true. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and to me, that that's right. Then is when I knew. I said, I, I said, this is the best move. You know, for you to do that because it's like Brett said, you you weren't going to all of a sudden just you know pick up something and read it and say, oh, I know him now. We. Had had become good friends on a different basis, on a different level. Exactly. You know, so and I need. I, I knew you did some sort of sporty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought <laughs> some sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought what was good is most of the other people who were going to get hired to write that book were probably going to learn about you as the tennis player first, and then the person. But that's not his story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I think she was so good. She knew nothing about your professional story. She <laughs> didn't know you as the tennis player and, and all your records and all that stuff. She knew you as the player off the court. The player, the person, not the player, the person off the court that everyone, when they meet, go, he's nothing like he is on the tennis court. He's so much more laid back and all this stuff, you know? <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Who said that? <laughs> yeah. But he's definitely not like he is on the tennis court all the time. No. Like, <laughs> you know, dealing with you, with taking care of my kids and mm-hmm. coming to our house for dinner and, you know, for... Every Christmas. For, you know, every Christmases. Every Thanksgiving, and, everything. Yeah. Yeah you know, a different feeling. Mm-hmm. I was away from my job. You know, I was with my family and, you know, my whole guilt, uh, you know, that I, that I had then because, you know, I was still traveling, you know, mm-hmm. 42, 44 weeks a year. And, you know, so for me to, to be at home at times like that and, and to celebrate, uh, you know, holidays and so forth was pretty special to me too. 
And so, you know, and, and to, to spend it with you and, and, uh, and Joey and, you know, and our friends and, and things was great. But that's what uh, I liked most is that it's like Brett said, you, you kind of went around the other way as opposed to trying to fit who I was off the court into the whole picture. Well, people, when they read your story, want to know how you got there. They don't want to just know that you're there. Here was my take on it. Your father called and said, I had this, <laughs> I have this draft of my autobiography from this Scotsman. <laughs> Will you please look at it and read it? And, and he comes in the house and he's not very happy. So I took it and read it. And I said, oh, you know, we agreed to do it. And I said, you, you have to tell me things, though. You can't. You can't put on your professional face and hide you because you're the point of the story. Although your sporty thing was a big part of it too, but <laughs> my sporty thing. <laughs> so you came over. I the first time he came over, he had this shoebox full of napkins and receipts and little scraps of paper of notes that he'd made. Right. Things that you wanted in the book, which I thought was really sweet and kind of stupid, but you know. <laughs> you mean my eighth grade education? Eighth grade education. Right? <laughs> no, you weren't stupid. No, no. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> but then we started, and it took me a while, really, it took me a while to get you to tell me what I needed to know in order to write your story, in order to inhabit you to put down what your life really was. Because you, did, you don't like for people to intrude on your personal privacy, which I understand, but that doesn't make for a very interesting book. Right, right. So when I'd ask you questions, you would say, I'm not going to answer that. I'd keep asking and keep yep. asking. And <laughs> Finally got bored of you asking, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say, tell me anyway. And then we go, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> we, we spent, uh, I mean, I, I can... We had four months to do this, so it was right. very intense. Is that intense. what it was, four months? Yeah. yeah. He had a publishing date, so it was a very intense four months. And That's a little weird too. Like when you know, I mean, it's just how the business works. But you get a date, and then all of a sudden you have to like cram your life into a book, and you got to do it by this date. You know, <laughs> it's like a, it's a weird thing. You, you just have as much time as you need to get it done. Right. Most books are sort of open ended, but he already had a deal, right, so we right. had to do it. But uh, you know, we Brett sent out, uh, you know, say put on our Facebook, you know, some things you want to know, or you know, some, uh, you know, some of your comments, and mm -hmm. and uh, he was uh, reading on the way out here, and, and one of them said, "Got your book, I loved it, I couldn't put it down," uh, and you know, to me. You know whether the the story is uh, what they wanted, you know, they liked or not. But to me, it was the way it was written, and the way that you were able to, you know, intertwine and and you know move ahead and then go back and and kind of you know fit in the whole story of uh, you know not not only what I was telling you but also what you learned also. Mm -hmm. That's right. You were kind of famous. <laughs> I've been trying, I was trying to tell you that for 20 years but <laughs> no but but uh but but that's what you know I keep going back and saying that 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 you know you you learned along the way too and that but that's the way you wrote yes that's the way I wrote that's the way I do write 
and I've forgotten all of it now. So. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. But, but it was really easy <laughs> to consume. Like it was, it wasn't a tough read. It was very like you could sit down and read a lot of it at once because it just it was fun to read. You know. Well, also because part of it is once I got it out of him, and once he was sort of on a roll and agreed to tell me what he was feeling at different points in his life, that humanized the book. You can talk all day you want about your, you know, what you call it, tennis. <laughs> but, but because you got to where you got to the heights that you got to, what makes it really interesting is how you started and what happened along the way. Mm. What was that like for you? Because I know you don't like to be vulnerable with anybody. <laughs> he no. hates that. He hates it. <laughs> no. Now, most people don't really like it. She, but like, she you was really digging don't. too deep with a shovel. <laughs> but how was, that, how was that like give and take of those four months having to allow yourself? Because the best shit probably came out when you were vulnerable. Oh, yeah, it, it was it, tough for him. And on a glass of wine also. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I, and I was going to say that, that, you know, I would come and, and sit with you in your home, mm-hmm. you know, and spend four or five hours, five or six hours. And then and then I go home and the next day you call me, we talk four hours on the phone. Right. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you, I mean, you had to pry it out of me. I know, I, did. I, I know you did. I know. And, and, and Brett's right. I mean, you know what? I, I hardly ever, ever, never let down my guard. And he's right. Vulnerable is the right word, uh, you know, except when I'm around my family and like that. And, but for me to sit down with you and to trust you enough, you know, and, and that's what we talked about coming out here, you know, that, you know, I trusted you with my kids. Trusted you with my house. Trusted you with my pets. I trusted you with you know, <laughs> our, our, our life. So why wouldn't I trust you with my book? That was kind of, uh, you know, that was kind of my feeling, you know, from, uh, you know, from my heart. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> well, especially when you had the example of a non-friend, what the Scottish guy had written. And you're like, well, I, I, I'm going to trust someone I know and trust more than someone I don't know. You know, I think it was almost. Some of the things you touched on your in your book, some of the things that you told the public, you know, things how you felt about your mom and all sorts of things, you know, your dad, everything. Those are hard things to come up with. And by necessity, because of your notoriety, oh, I better say fame, um, (laughs) (laughs) you need to protect yourself. But that's not very interesting when you go to read it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but uh, you know the the best the best part is like you know when I told you that that one email that you got or fa- on Facebook that you know it, that it was an easy read. You know, I mean, there's other books out there that are interesting, that are good stories and, and all that. But geez, you, you get through them and you're you know kind of whacking yourself in the head, saying you know I better go back and read that again or is it, did I get out of that but it but it seems to me that the you made that book flow well it needed to sound like you yeah and that's how you are explain when your personality is such that when you're being open you're funny you're fun you're easy to talk to you don't you're simple. <laughs> simple. <laughs> uh, oh, I was waiting for that word. <laughs> no, not complicated. Not complicated. No, thank you. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, you have a really good personality, so it needed to sound like you, like you were talking to the person who's reading the book 
or else it wouldn't have made any sense. Your persona on court was very open and bombastic and Bring demonstrative. Bringing the crowd in. Bringing the crowd in. in. Yeah. You. You, you were very inclusive. That's how you played. So why wouldn't your book be the same that's way? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So what, what did you think? I mean, you, you knew me before that, but then you went back and, and you did your research on me and my attitude and, and oh what, god that was what, so boring no but oh, no your attitude was great it no, was but just what all that Tennessee no, stuff no. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're so into sports Casey <laughs> next we're going to talk about baseball right. oh god kill me uh, yeah you know but but to to see the the change mm-hmm. in the way the way I was on the court and you know my my intensity and and all that what what did you think when you saw that well I watched a lot of footage of you having temper tantrums and things on the court, which I thought was pretty funny, <laughs> perfectly honest. But I was impressed. I was impressed by you. Not because you were such a you know good tennis player, but because of your ability to wrangle a crowd. And really, you did so much for tennis. Before, it was just sort of people in white skirts boring everybody. And you sort of brought, you didn't sort of, you brought life to the game. You really made a change in the game. That really impressed me. That's the last compliment I met. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It was taking me 40 years to get that one. (laughs) (laughs) What did you have to do besides, like you had to go study him and like all the, like the tennis stuff and the history of the game and everything. Did you have to go and do any research like as far as how to attack this book? Like, you know, like different styles or how, you know, like things you didn't know because you hadn't written a sports book or whatever it was before? Or did you already kind of have like the idea of what you were going to do when when you got into it? I knew that I wanted it to sound like Jimmy. Like Jimmy was just talking to someone with whom he would be open. But what I did do was I read McEnroe's book. Well, to be honest, I read half of McEnroe's book, but I got a little bit bored. Then I read um, all about that lady, and I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. She was an older tennis player from long ago. I read a, I read her book, and then I read the other tennis guy who was your contemporary. Poncho? Did you read Poncho's oh, Ponch- book? I did read Poncho's book. Yeah, Poncho's Poncho. Little Poncho. I love Poncho's. That's a good yeah. book. Yeah, I loved his book. But I, the structure of your book, I really wanted it to be you talking. And, and, and the others weren't like that? Not really. No? Not really. Did, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of the other. Uh, Agassi, Agassi's book? Oh, I read his book, too. Yeah? Yeah. And 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 so you saw the, the way they were written and, and said, that doesn't fit me, or it didn't fit you. Okay, it didn't fit your personality. That's what I liked. What would it t- have taken? I'm trying to be not vulnerable right now. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I think it's a good thing when you're vulnerable. When you're telling something about yourself that people don't know, and it's okay. So tell me anyway. For me, back back when I was playing, that was my defense, and when when I would go out onto the court, that was my space, and and. Um, no matter what happened 30 seconds before I walked out there on the court, my mind went clear and I had, you know, that to worry about, you know. And so that's kind of the way when you said I was vulnerable, that's the way, you know, I, I kind of got to feel even off the court. And so 
you know, when I was around my family and my friends, you know, I was, I was okay. But once I, you know, kind of stepped outside that circle, you know, that, uh, that all, that shield kind of would, would come up again. And it should have. It should have. Because it's not like you're just some guy on the street. You know, you can't be open with every. Nobody can be open with everyone. It doesn't work. Because then you're open with no one. Then I mean, you're open. You're, well, but you I mean, if you're to, open with everybody, then no one's getting any different version of you. Everyone's getting kind of the same. Well, there's nothing wrong with having the same version of you, but you have to protect yourself when you're when you have, you know, when you're a famous person. You do. People will take advantage of that. We might only be a two-man team here on Advantage Connors, but that doesn't mean we still don't need leadership. We're a small podcast, but we still get stuff done. And it made me think of a, of a masterclass I saw over the weekend with my guy, Jocko Willink, Critical Leadership Training. It's been one of the best things I've actually seen in a long time. I've read some of his books in the past. Jocko's a stud. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, and he breaks it down you know, piece by piece. What makes a leader? Leadership about human interaction, new manager building an effective team. He goes into all the different parts that make a good leader, and uh, I loved it. A lot of the stuff that I learned from Jocko, I've already implemented in working with Jimmy and as part of our podcast, and I've already seen the results, and it's awesome. Masterclass makes a meaningful gift this season for you and anyone on your list, because both of you can learn from the best to become the best. From leadership, like I just said with my guy Jocko, to effective communication, to cooking, it's all covered. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening to it in audio mode, or in the app, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors. That's what's awesome about it, is how close it all feels. That they're going to give you the help to reach the next level. How much would it cost to take a one-on-one? How much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the best in the world? Easily, like hundreds of thousands, probably millions of dollars, to be honest. With Masterclass Annual Membership, it's only $10 a month. Membership starts at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180 Masterclass instructors. I can't believe it's that many already. It's awesome. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Perel. There are over 180 classes for you to pick from with new classes added every month. Like I know, I saw that Noam Chomsky was one of the ones that was added this month. He's a great mind. It'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. Boost your confidence and find practical takeaways you can apply to your life and at work. We all know we can use that. And if you own a business or are a team leader yourself, you can use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. All right, guys, it's the holiday season. Give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash Connors. That's kind of a ridiculous deal, to be honest with you. Right now, you can get two memberships. Let me just repeat that. Two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash Connors. That's masterclass.com slash Connors. Offer terms apply. All right, let's get back to the show. But I, I, think, I think that's why uh, when I stopped... Uh, you know, stop playing, that things changed for me. And and I talk with Brett about this uh, on our podcast, you know, now and again, you know, over the course of the weeks that, you know, tennis didn't, you know, I I love playing. I still love playing. I still love the game and, and that. But tennis didn't define me. 
I liked being a part of it when I was, but but when I couldn't be at that level, I was I was also okay, you know, with pulling back and and feeling that uh, you know if I wasn't you know around tennis that you know nobody would know me. I, I was actually okay with that. Yeah, you didn't care about that. No. Yeah. What you cared about was the intensity that you kept by necessity when you were competing. You like that feeling of competition, and that was tough for you to give up. It was, and you know who saved me from that? Who? Outside of, of sitting right here was my dogs. Oh. And, and uh, because uh, I would take, we had six dogs at the time. We had two Goldens. We had uh, two Schnauzers. We had... Husky. Uh, Skyler. Uh, Skyler, or Husky, and... Buddy. Buddy. Uh, wolf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when when I stopped, I would still I was you know I was still playing in this on the senior tour and 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 doing some things. But my my year was defined by not days and dates, but events. You know where where are you June thirtieth? I don't know. Uh, well, where are you during Wimbledon? That's Wimbledon time or U.S. Open time or what or whatever. And and during Wimbledon or during the U.S. Open and say, wait a minute, you know, I won this thing. I, you know, I've been there. I, you know, and why aren't I there now? I mean, that was very, that was hard for me. I, I mean, and it took a while. So when that would happen, I would take my dogs on a run and they were the only ones who would listen to me, yell and scream and bitch and moan and everything and still come up and, and uh, you know. Sleep on your still head. Smiling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still smile. Still uh-huh. smile. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, so, I mean, I guess everybody finds their way, you know, to uh, to deal with, you know, I mean, for me, that was retirement, I guess. And, you know, to, you know, something that I've done since I've been two or three years old. But, but uh, you know, that, yeah, you're right. That was a difficult time for me. When I think the, a lot of people, like the way you are around tennis, you're really intense. Like she said, it's about competition for you. So, so many other people hang around the game you know, they wanted their friends or they're hanging or they're doing this or they're doing that. And I feel like you were there for business. He was right? there to do a job. Yeah, you were there to be intense mm-hmm. and compete and to try and win, you know? So to keep that sort of mentality up, you couldn't be one of the people who just hangs around. You know what I mean? Because like you, you couldn't hang around. You're there for competition. This is tennis. This is, what, this is what I do when I'm at this place. So when you stop playing, like there's not as much of almost a reason for you to hang around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, I, I never hung around the locker room. Uh, you know, yeah, I would, or just like a, people always wonder, and, why aren't you doing? You know, why don't you come? Where's your dad? Why isn't he at the event? He's like, I don't. He doesn't have anything to do. Like, what's he supposed to do? Right. He's not playing. You know what I mean? And if he doesn't have some other job or something else going on, he's not just going to come and hang around. You know, it's just just different mentalities, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, you know and and you know, like I, I keep going back and saying that you know, as much as I love the game and still do. I've been lucky enough to go on and, and to be able to ocup, occupy my time with other things. You have a life. I have a life. Yeah. And that has been made possible, you know, by the by the playing of tennis. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's no repaying that. You know, my mom and grandmother gave me that. And, and uh, you know, we're lucky enough to, to still be a part of that. But that still doesn't take away from my feelings of the game. No. You, you know, and, and uh, you know, what the game you know, if I did something for the game, that's, you know, I'm happy about that, but the game certainly did a lot for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, so much appreciation there, but, uh, you know, I would have never known about the game if it wasn't for my mom and my grandmother, 
you know, from a little town in Illinois, you know, where, you know. Which is pretty extraordinary. Tennis wasn't it. You know, you, back I then. mean, if you think about it, you were taught by two women. <laughs> right. A sport that was primarily men. To, to beat, beat men. To beat men. Exactly. You know, so, you know, it's interesting that you say that, Casey, because, uh, you know, my mom, uh, you know, took a lot of criticism for that. And, but that never really uh, uh, took away from her feeling about, you know, wanting me to be a part of the game and try to get better. And, you know, who knows where that was going to take anybody. There was no money back then. There was no, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Go win the U.S. Open and get a handshake? <laughs> you know, and, but... Uh, but she was inspired by two mom. Right. You know, two mom taught your mom, your mom taught you. Right. And, and Johnny, of course. Yeah. Taught you both. You know, but I, I guess my point being is, is that, you know, they gave me something that lucky, lucky enough... You know, I took to, and then you know, happened to help turn into something. Turn into something, yeah. right? It actually like you know, bared fruit down the road, like you know. And I also think him being taught by his mom and his grandma, I think it was good to have a female write his book. I think that just I don't know why, but I just think like probably easier to talk to her or. That's a good point, Grant. I don't know. I just always I thought that, that that probably came through a lot better in the book. Yeah, but she, you also had a way of dragging stuff out of me. Well, yeah. Well, I think I also yeah. think you'll let her get away with it more than like some dude. Well, that's, or, you know well, what I mean. That, you right. might let it like well, slide more. I said a few <laughs> things to her, and she just said it right back to me. Right. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't take it. He didn't bother me. Uh, the other guy said, oh, "All right." <laughs> uh, uh, but but you know, and, and I think that's what I liked. Uh, you know, most of all is, is that that you you had some things that you wanted to know. You had to know, uh, and you weren't going to let that pass. No, no. Or else there's no point in writing your book. Right. You have to yeah. go to the places that you don't want to go well, for also, it to be a well-rounded story. I, I wanted the book to be appealing to people who weren't sports people, too. That's a good point. You mm -hmm. know, and I'm definitely not a sports person. Do you remember you were playing some game, some tennis thing in Westwood or something, and you said, come to the game, come to the game. So I came to the game. I was oh god, it was boring, and I'm sitting up there, <laughs> and you stopped. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> you stopped and you looked at me. You said, "Casey, wake up!" Oh, no. <laughs> the old LA tournament, yeah. UCLA. No, I, I think that was, it a, was at West West Westlake. West, West oh, Westlake, right. yeah. so the country the senior sure. tournament. Yeah, that's right. it was that's on awesome. the senior tour. Yeah. <laughs> and and getting getting you there was like like pulling teeth too. By the way, oh my god! And, but but I looked it was like up. getting you to stay late at a party. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, no. Uh -uh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Your dad and I have always had a competition. Who can get out by eight o'clock? Right. First. <laughs> Leave earlier. First. Or earlier. <laughs> oh god. Went to a party once. And he went to sleep in the bedroom, someone's house. <laughs> he just went and laid down. He went and laid down on the bed and just went to sleep. <laughs> Come get me when you're Come leaving. Come get me when you're leaving. <laughs> oh awesome. God! Uh, but but it, you know for you know that's 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 kind of what you know you not interested in sports uh, and tennis and you you came and and, and and you know your feelings towards it uh, was. 
something that you know and then and then we've talked about this also that you know i'm sure you had to watch so much footage and oh you know gosh. going back you know and, and uh, see that was my repayment <laughs> oh, yeah, i was really punished <laughs> yeah pun- you know, punished to go to do that but 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 still uh you know for you to incorporate you know all that with with you know never being there live mm-hmm. uh, you know in in person and 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 seeing and and being a part of you know the the crowd the crowd reaction you know my me on the court my attitude my intensity you know my whatever whatever else i was well, doing that now. was fun i mean i loved watching you have a temper tantrum i love watching you g up the crowd and get them moving i loved watching you yell at the referee or whatever he is mm-hmm. the you know I loved watching him throw things. <laughs> that, but it it made me realize um, the extent of the passion for the game that people have. And I think that's amazing that people can... And still, still people follow you and your record. You, I think you're not beaten by something. You know what I'm saying? You're, you've got these records that... You've got that weird ass picture in your house that follows you. I know. The eyes uh, follow you around. The pointing picture. The yeah. pointing picture is so weird. Yeah. When you come in, I just want you to know I'm, I'm yeah. looking at you I'm all the time. Looking at you the whole way. It's like an optical illusion. Yeah. It's like it's pretty neat how you did that. The only artist. Let's stay away from my beer. I'm more. That, that's <laughs> but seeing the, uh, I mean, international acclaim that you, this kid from St. Louis. You know, playing in your backyard. That was an extraordinary thing to watch. It was a good upbringing. And, and I say that because I think if I would have, you know, been from California, mm-hmm. uh, I came to California when I was 15, 16. I know, and, you're a and, baby. And, but but if I, if I would have been from here, I, I would have thought more that, you know, I was, you know, expected uh, in, in, entitled to be a part of, well, my mom taught me and, you know, a Pancho Segura would have been right around the corner and, you know, would have been, oh, here we go, I'm going to see Pancho again, you know, kind mm-hmm. of that attitude. But, you know, but, you know, the, I, I think the, the way, you know, my, my young years transformed, you know, was, you know, was, was the, a, a really good fit, you know, for me and, and, and the appreciation, you know, that, um, uh, that I had. But I, but I remember when, when I talked at Poncho's memorial, when, when I first went to him, you know, and the way he took me in, you know, and, and you know, all the, all the attention and everything that my mom and grandma had given me also. And, and I said, I can't afford, I couldn't have afforded to screw up. Uh, and, and, and the reason being is, you know, not because of the investment of money, but, uh, the, but the time. And the emotion, and the care, and his generosity and, and, of spirit toward you, right? Really, you know. So, you know, if they were willing to invest that in me, yeah, you, you know, I mean, I screwed up. I mean, if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you now. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, cost me a little bit, but still had fun doing it. That's right. You, you know, but it was all part of it, and 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 doing that. But you know, I I also wasn't afraid when he came to me afterwards, and he says, I "Fucked up, buddy." you know mm-hmm. you know let's uh, let's try not to let that happen again and and but he never said that on the court it was always the stuff around he said and and that's what i was taught from the very beginning is you know once you're on the court you're in your own little heaven 
uh, but once you're you know around everything that's that's what's going to get you so that's what's got you got to be careful about and he was very good at uh, at instilling that in me you know and and trying to keep me uh pretty much on the on the i don't want to say straight and narrow but you know what the understanding what's important you know and and you're only here for a short time to be able to do it uh, because they you know everybody thinks that your career lasts forever you know, could end like that in in a, in a blink of an eye. And so, I mean, he was he was very good at that. And you know what I think he saw in you too was a passion for the sport. You really did have a passion for the sport, and I think that that carried over when you were in tournaments and when you were playing in front of crowds. People could see that you really loved what you were doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And I think that that really served the game of tennis. I mean, it really brought it into the public's feeling and, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, football-y things. Well, especially when there's a lot of players who don't show that. That's exactly right. don't smile or they look like they're pissed to be out there or, you know, don't give it everything they have. And then the people in the crowd are on TV or watching you and they give everything they got to go to their job that doesn't have a crowd and doesn't have accolades and all that shit. And they paid money for that seat. Right. Or even if they're watching on TV, but they can relate to that. Mm -hmm. You know, all whether they can hit a ball or this, it almost doesn't matter that you play tennis. It's the thing she's talking about. It's the love, it's the passion, it's like the the spirit of, look, I got nowhere else to be and I'm going to put everything I got into this. Right. And people can relate to that. So you really did a major thing for a game that was sort of an elitist game and um, wasn't football. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but that but that's the crowd we were looking for, right? You know, we wanted the the football crowd because you well, know, you got them. Well, we did, <laughs> yeah. But you know, nobody can do it alone, Casey. I mean, I, I had some great guys that I grew up playing with that you know they were all their own personality their own character they had their own charisma they had their own everything so you know the the group of guys that i grew up with was amazing Mm -hmm. you know and and it's like brett said last night he says you know things happen in the game today where they get chastised for or they uh, they want to hold them down they don't want their personality to show or, or whatever you know we basically wrote the rules you know back then and and uh you know, did did we fall off that little line that we're? You know, of course we did. You know, <laughs> that's that's what drew the people, but the football what, crowd. Right, was when you fell off the line. Right, right. No, uh, so I mean that you and your contemporaries really did change this game. 
And that was that's an extraordinary thing to to do. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the you know, and and we talk on the podcast. I think that's the one thing I'm most proud of. That that uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I I won tournaments, I won opens, I won Wimbledon, I, I did all that. I think that the one thing I'm most proud of was being part of of really the changing of the game and the path that it took with my generation and even you know and, and continued on beyond, uh, beyond that the bringing in of sponsors the bringing in of television the bringing in of 25,000 seat stadiums you know and and uh, you know international tennis international fame international players and and all that and you know not that tennis wasn't big because somebody laid the groundwork for me also yeah you know the Seguras and Gonzalez and Lavers and Rosewalls and you know guys even before that you know Bobby Riggs and Tony Trevert and and uh, Renee Lacoste I mean you 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 go back to the beginning somebody always laid a, a little groundwork for somebody to take over and but I think the the push that uh, uh, my generation had to really give it you know a, a good shove in the ass up you know up the ladder you know uh, was. Uh, uh, was pretty special. It was because it made it welcoming for, as you say, the football crowd and for the baseball crowd. It wasn't, you know, you weren't wearing a white skirt. Well, maybe you were, but well, not in front of the crowd. Well, that, that's <laughs> well, the thing is like <laughs> tennis tournaments are still broken up into like kind of two crowds. You have like the hoity-toity, almost like sponsor mm-hmm. crowd. The people who were there because their company sponsors the event, so they have a booth, so they're going tonight. They didn't really buy the ticket. They don't give a shit who's playing, but they're there, you right. know? And then there's, like, the people who are sports fans. Yes. The people who love the competition, who love the, a player, or they love an event or whatever it is, and they show up, and they, they're in the top, you know, because it's a, expensive tickets, but they, they still show up, and they're the ones making the most noise, having the most fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- I think, and I think that's great. And you brought more of those, those people in. You know, while also bringing in the sponsor people too. You know, right. you brought like both crowds in at the same time. So, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What are you doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, ask you. You wore a few hats in this process. You yeah. were a friend. Yes. You were an author. First, a friend. Friend first, author. Mm-hmm. But then also a little bit therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I have oh, to say, like just, yeah, I this is like, true. I feel this like it had true. to be a therapeutic experience. For, for think about it, you had a four month, like rehashing therapeutic way of like examining your own life, in a way that you probably had never really done. Like in your mind, you're doing it, or you're spinning all these thoughts, but you'd never actually brought them up and talked to another person who you trusted to be vulnerable with, and talk about mom and and two mom and dad and everybody else, you know. So I think that she was pretty good at balancing all three of those hats. Well, <laughs> uh, there's not many people I'd spend four or five hours on a telephone with. <laughs> let alone four or five months. Yeah, let alone four or five months, still. is <laughs> uh, right. And, and, but, you know, it's, and I keep going back to it. It's, you know, even though we got into it a few times, mm-hmm. uh, but you still, uh, you know, made it, at ease, it, you know, at ease for me, you know, and, you know, to, to talk. And, and then after, you know, I talk for 10 or 15 minutes, I say, you know, maybe you should cross that out. <laughs> and she's like, and I never this. did. <laughs> yeah, I never did. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't really say that. You better read that back to me. <laughs> well, the good thing, though, about if you did get pissed at each other is you knew it was just a fleeting moment thing. 
you know, you guys were good enough friends where it's like, oh, this, yeah. you know, it's not like going to destroy the friendship here. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but well, you're. No, I mean, because. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. in other in professional relationships, if you tell someone to fuck off or, 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 or you yell, <laughs> they might not want to work with you again, you right. know, or they might not want to come to work the next day. But then there she was at 8 a.m. on the phone, like, yeah. you ready for chapter six? You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, lucky me. <laughs> you go, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, that, that to me, uh, you, you know, and, and we go back to it again. I hate to, to repeat it, but you know, the the way not many people had that way to you know kind of draw things out of me, and and to talk about, you know, especially you know back in my my early days, because a lot of my early days I've got amnesia, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it is is uh, voluntary, <laughs> you know, and and uh, you have a selective memory. I do, yeah. I, I, I do very much so. But I think it was important for people to know how you felt when your mother got beat up. I think it's important for people to know that you have OCD. I think it's important for people to know how you feel when you lost a pop. I think it's important. You know, those things are important because there are people, more people in the world who have more problems and equal problems that look and say, look what he was able to do. I can do that. In everything you do, you're trying to further the human race. And that was a huge step for you to, to let some of those things go out into the public. Well, because problems are more relatable. Yes. Perfection is not very relatable. So like telling us how great and how you breached the top, that's all fun. But telling us that mom, grandma got beat up and then this happened and you tore your this or had to have surgery, that's shit that anybody can relate to. That's mm. right. And that's the stuff that people love. You know? You're so smart. You <laughs> <laughs> just got to get my words in the right order. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a smart baby. <laughs> Maybe we should be interviewing him. Yeah, let's no. interview him. <laughs> so what do you think about us? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> I love you both very oh, much. Yeah, we love you too. We know. We know. <laughs> You have little shorty socks on. I do. Golf uh, socks. I've got my golf socks on, and it's raining here. That's and, wishful and, thinking of him hoping it clears up later yes. when we drive back now. Right. I've, <laughs> Santa I've got, Barbara. I've got my golf clubs in the car just in case, so you know I'm, I'm prepared. But aren't those girl socks? Little shorty socks? Do we have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> Let him wear what he wants. Uh, uh, yeah. I did for years. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, you, you asked me what I'm doing. And, mm -hmm. and uh, every day I get up, I, I, come, I get up early and uh, I, I wake up early. So it, wait, what I time like do you wake up? 6.30. And then what do you do? The well, first thing you do? I, I get up and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, try, I try to take my first 10 steps, which is, you know, creaking and cracking and, you know, and all that. And once I get through that, I go and, and uh, uh, I let Bogey out as our dog. I let our cat out. I make coffee for Patty. I make my tea and do that. And, and I'm, I'm not in a, a rush, really, to get going. I'm in a, I kind of, I take my time. But I don't let things go past 12, past noon. So I want to get my exercise in. I, I want to, to be constructive before noon because I know at 1 o'clock there's a golf game somewhere. <laughs> you know, so I'm looking to get into that. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've worked hard at trying to get better at, uh, at playing golf. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. But I, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of my 
my business, my investing, my business day up until noon because it's three o'clock on uh, on the East Coast, so I'm about finished for the day. But um, I like my afternoons to be free. But uh, so but wait, wait, wait. When you wake up in the morning, what kind of mood are you usually in? I, I take that first breath, and I'm in the best mood possible. <laughs> You're above ground, right? No, and and and, and I say that sincerely, Casey. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I, I I know things can happen. I've been through it. You know, with my family, I've been through it with Patty, and and we've all been through it. I'm not saying anything, you know, different. And you know, but for for me to for me to get up and take that first breath and and uh, and get going and know that I you know I mean not everything doesn't go good during the day you know you know I get pissed off like everybody else but I'm better at subduing that now uh, uh, whereas before and you know Brett you know can contend to this you know when he was young I mean you know shit some of the things he heard you know and you know yelling and screaming and you know all that but you know like I'm going to go back to what you said earlier that was in my competitive days that was in my crazy days you know and 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 to be honest with you I liked those days, you know, and, and I liked me back then. Uh, you know, I liked my attitude. I like, you know, and you say, well, you know, it kept people away. Well, you know, maybe I kind of like that, you know, and even, even. Of course, t- 100%. You know, <laughs> yeah, loved it. <laughs> you know, but, but, but even today people are, you know, kind of think, you know, I'm still like I was back in those days. So well, you better kind of, you know, keep, keep my arms length, you know. Well, you still have that in you. Yeah, but it, it's it's kind of pushed down a little deeper now than it yeah, used to be. You still have that idiot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Look at him trying to talk what himself kind of into that. I'm trying to talk here. myself into that. That's right. <laughs> Watch me. I can get him. Uh, yeah, you'll get him. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's interviewing who here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I have a question. Yeah. What was the most difficult part of writing his book? Like, what Was there a chapter or a topic? All the Tennessee stuff. I yeah. mean, you know, the T2000 or the Quidditch stick, whatever that thing was. Bulk <laughs> you. <laughs> All those those things. And I know people want to know because they want to play tennis. Right. And they want to, you know, find out what you use. And you're right. If you if you fuck up T2000 and say T200, you're done. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. You're I'm like, what do I know? I know. <laughs> We kept looking for that extra zero. Yeah, Where right. is it? <laughs> but all the equipment and the, you know. All the little nuance, like words and all the phrasing of everything. Like Yeah, the numbers. The numbers almost kill me. I'm not right. a numbers person. so all the tournament when, names or sponsors <laughs> and all, like getting all those right. Well, when, well the names were okay. Yeah. But once you start talking about I'm fifth in the 20th of the third right. thing of the thing, right. it's like, oh, geez, Louise. The best part about writing his book was truly was getting Jimmy to say how he really felt in at certain points in his life to be very sincere and I have to give him a lot of credit for coming up with the goods and he did it was tough sometimes it was really really tough on him it would be for anybody who didn't want to talk about a certain period in their life or events in their life that either hurt them or touch them or where they hurt someone else. And, you know, so you really did come up with the goods. Well, let me ask you this. You want to write another one? Oh, go to hell. (laughs) 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 What about you? What was, did you feel like, were you happy when she would push you? 
and, and oh, try God. to pull the shit out of you? No. Were, did it feel like good it. after? Like, were you like, I'm glad I did that? Because you could see that the book was better yeah. or you could see that yeah. the product was better because yeah. of it, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she wasn't afraid to, you know, reach in there and try to grab everything out that she could. And, and uh, I mean, there's, you know, I said some things in there, you know, about my life and about things, you know, that, you know, you know growing up in, in East St. Louis and, you know, things that happened when, you know, uh, uh, when, when I was young and then things that happened when I moved to California and then, you know, things that happened, you know, with mom or with, with us mom, and yeah, yeah, you know, with, with my family and, and stuff and, you know, but your, your mom said it. Uh, you know, she said, uh, you know, I think she even talked to you about this, Casey. She said, if you're going to write a book, be honest. Right. Yeah, you know, you well, know, do it if don't don't nickel dick it. You know, and and uh, you know, just only put in there what you know you think. Fluff. Makes, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. No, because you're cheating the reader. You're cheating someone who's paid money to read about you. Right. And they can see through that. Kind and of they stuff. can see through that in a minute. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot more that we wanted in there, but we had a really good editor. Yeah, who knew what he was doing? Right, so yeah, it was good. That's yeah. big. You know, we we uh, we went on a on the book tour, and, and I was there. I went yeah. to New York with you guys. It was <laughs> us three. Yeah, it was yeah. the three yeah. amigos right here. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I remember that trip. You know, first of all, getting Casey on the road was a joke. <laughs> well, she yeah. goes, "We got to go what? Where? <laughs> Bristol, <laughs> Connecticut? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and, and what uh, are we doing here? Right. But but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was fun to do. It was work. You you know, and and, and uh, I, I don't think I I know I didn't I don't know if you did Casey I didn't realize how much work it was, you know to to go and to get up and to promote it and to market it and you know and go through all that and and uh, but uh, yeah we got through it yeah, we did yeah, through yeah it. it was fun you know uh, you know I had some I had a couple rough uh, moments uh, yeah what the hell you <laughs> <laughs> can handle it we had some good ones though too yeah, yeah. You know? Charlie Rose was there Charlie Rose yeah. 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 Yeah, it was funny. Freddie Coleman, our, our guy, yeah. Freddie Coleman, yeah. he was cool. Shout out to him; he was very cool. Yeah. Uh, we went, we went over to, uh, uh, I think it was it was a BBC uh, down in Manchester, England, yes. and uh, we got a, a, a guy called and and said. Uh, uh, never forget it. He says, you know, to be honest with you, he says, I never could stand you, you know, and, uh, you know, never liked watching you play. You know, I always thought you were this and that and this and that. And uh, and he says, in your book, and, and, and at the end, I said, well, thank you for tuning in and reading the book. And the guy will click. Thanks for your feedback. Those are fun ones, though. Yeah, we had, we had some. Uh, we had we, some good dinners. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had some. It was fun being on the road and and uh, and promoting it and all that. But uh, yeah, like I said, I never realized it was you know that intense. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you always probably thought you were going to write a book. How was it different from when you actually went through with it? No, wait, wait. Ask him this as a question. All right. Did you always think you were going to write a book? There you go. Actually, uh, for a long time, I would. Just scribble on a notepad. That's damn shoebox full of things. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I had, <laughs> you know, yellow pads full of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and in my moves and things like that, I lost all that. And, and uh, When you're, you're a little different, because I, I, so a lot of players will remember 
I remember three all in the second set. Nah, a person did blank. I don't. I don't, I don't and you're not like that. I'm not like that. I'm not like that at all. I, I, no. I, People I, ask on. They'll leave uh, questions on Facebook and be like, "Hey, in this match, and this, when this happened." I'm like, "Dude, he doesn't know." Right. <laughs> right. He doesn't remember. I don't know. I mean, that was 45 years ago right. or something. Yeah. I, I, but I, I would scribble down, you know, d- different different thoughts and different, yeah. you know, uh, memories, uh, memories, and, yeah. and, and and things like that, and and. I ended up losing that somewhere along the line. And from there, I just said, no, nah, fuck it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really interested anymore. And, 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 then, uh, and then I wasn't like a lot of guys who go out and they play two years and they've got a story to tell. Uh, you know, I, I had a story to tell after 50 years of doing it or 40 right. years of doing it. And, and uh, that, that's kind of, you know, when, when I decided, you know, to do it, I mean, you know, I, I'd been around. I, I served my time, and I had things to talk about, and 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 things to, you know, uh, feelings to tell, and, and and all that. And you know, I didn't I didn't think after two or three years that I had you know anything to anything to say, uh, you know it, that. You I mean, know, weren't done yet. Either. I wasn't done yet. Right. right. You know, what am I gonna do? Write six books. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and, and right. so you know, uh, uh, but. No, I, I, I never thought uh, that really, I, uh, you know, I'd talk about it and think about it and all that, but I really never thought that I would. Right. And, and uh, you know, until, you know, until it, until it did. Yeah. What do you think Grandma would think if you read the book? I think she'd be proud of it. I, I think she'd be very proud of it. And, and, uh, and you know, not, not because of the way I talked about her and, and that, but, but I think she'd be very proud of the, the result of, of, of what she made or helped make, you know, and, and I keep going, you know, going back and saying, you know, uh, my, my mom gave me everything, you know, gave me me. She didn't make me, you know, I made me, you know, and, and I think that's what she would be most proud of. She gave me the tools you know, to go and, and to, you know, try to be the best player and, and you know, have that, you know, have the guts and the attitude and the, and the fighting spirit and the never give up and, and uh, you know, which is, you know, what I got from my grandfather and then my, you know, grandmother right. and, you know, I got that from them. I, I think she'd be very proud of the result of, uh, and, 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 I, and I, I know she was because before she passed, we had some very, in-depth and and very um, deep down conversations before she passed mm-hmm. and and you know her her thoughts and you know even though sometimes uh, jumbled i guess is the best word to say you know were, were were very clear to me going back to the beginning and you know why she wanted me to play tennis and johnny to play tennis my brother to play mm-hmm. tennis and you know what that meant to to her to give us something that would get us off the streets and and to give us something to work at and and you know i i took to that johnny did he liked the streets you know i i took to the tennis and and you know the 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 work that she put in and then and then the work she put in for handling me and my business mm-hmm. and and you know making me successful at that also and trying to make it worthwhile that says, well, you know, I, I gave him this talent or I helped him, you know, help create this talent. Yeah, and so, you know, nobody's going to work harder for him and, and care for him and love him and, 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 and everything more than me. So I want to handle that too. <laughs> now, now, she got criticized terribly for that. 
terrible. You know, they said, well, you know, if you'd have gone to uh, so-and-so, so-and-so, whatever, you'd, you'd have made five times as much. Yeah, but, you know, might not have had it either. <laughs> you, you know, you never, you, you never know. But, uh, but, but to say that, I, I think that, that, that uh, you know, that, that if she would have read the book, first of all, she would have loved the way it was written. Uh, because you know of, of what we've been saying, the the easy read, the the flow that it had, and mm-hmm. and you know the the points that it picked out of, you know the importance of, you know the my career and my life and, and the moments f- that impacted you the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she'd have been very proud of it. Me too. I think so too. What do you think, Casey? You you met I, Grandma well, Glow? Well, yeah, we talked on the phone several times. Yeah, no. well, I think she would have been proud. She was a great broad, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> she really was. She was a handful. She, I liked her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't fuck around. She did not do that at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no it, yeah, and like, uh, you know what the the best the best part is is that uh, you know I, I I look back and you know, I, I mentioned that I've had se- selective memory, uh, and and I and that's kind of been a defense also. But, uh, you know, going back and remembering a lot of uh, the good times uh, of growing up and, and uh, what I was able to do and to be a part of all that and some shit I like to wipe out of my mind because I, I just don't like it there. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, – uh, I, I had a very special upbringing. Yes, you did. Yeah. You were lucky. Yeah. You I was very lucky. lucky. Yeah. So what are you up to now, Casey? Well, I'm taking a break Okay. Because I did three books last year and I'm tired. Three? Yeah. You have a new friend I see scurrying around the house? That's Georgie. Georgie? Mm-hmm. Georgie the black cat. The black cat? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get him? Adopted? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring Bella, but I thought George might not like it. Well, George hasn't shown his face. Right. He's matter. under the bed. Yeah. He's hanging. Oh, the um, Humane Society called me and said, a friend of yours called and said, you'd be willing to foster a kitten for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. now mind you Mm -hmm. the poodles you know the last of the dogs Mm -hmm. left last year and i was going to take a little bit of a break and i said oh no i can't do that but i'll bring you some dog stuff i have left over and the uh, humane society is so wonderful they do such good work and um Damn them. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in the door. This little kitten had was rescued with his two siblings, two sisters, and they were they'd been at the Humane Society for just a couple of weeks. And um the two sisters got adopted a few days before and the little boy had gone into a depression. Oh no. So you walk in the door and there's Two cages, one right on top of the other. In the top cage, in this blanket, curled up with this little black kitten. And I said, wow. "Am I going to foster it? Just fucking right. give him to me." <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take you long. It didn't take me but about three seconds. So you, you know, yeah. you uh, you you lived with us for a while too. Yes, uh, in your gatehouse uh, on our on our ranch, yeah. and, and uh, oh uh, my you, god, and, and you you had. <laughs> You had dogs and you had cats and you know and and, and that that kind of spilled over into into us too. I mean, you know, we saw that. So, you know, uh, 
dogs with us, cats with Aubrey. You know, she's uh, she says she's a cat lady like Casey. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah. It's Aubrey's birthday today. Shout yeah. out, Happy Ops. birthday, Ops. Yeah, shout out to Ops on her birthday. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she became a cat lady. Yeah. So yeah, you're one of the bigger animal lovers that we know. I mean, we're we're pretty big, yeah, and I think Casey big. might be right there yeah. with us. Yep. You know? But I have to tell you. For people listening, the Connors, the Irish Connors, if you have an animal who's in the vet and is making its little transition over the rainbow bridge, when Biddy, mm-hmm. we had this crazy miniature spitz named Biddy, the kids grew up with her, mm-hmm. when Biddy got sick and was having to leave, we were at the vet at Bob Dean's and Patty and Jimmy came over and... <laughs> Oh God, Jimmy's got Biddy in his arms and he's crying, Biddy, we're going to miss you. And Patty's crying, Biddy, we're going to miss you. And they stayed with me while Biddy took her last breath. And then they were leaning over her and kissing her and loving her and remembering all the good times. And and I'm standing there thinking, I wish Patty and Jimmy had let go of that dead dog. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Poor Biddy. Poor Biddy. What, 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 we stayed a minute too long? (laughs) I wanted to leave. I mean, it was done. It was done. Oh, my God. No, the friendship and the love of animals with this, with the whole family is is just amazing. Or when Mackie stopped breathing. Oh, oh my God. We came in, poor little Mackie, our little West Highland terriers on his back blue right no one knows what the fuck's going on he's just not breathing so we get him in the car and sprint him up to the dock and casey beats us there right somehow she's there what's wrong with mac what are we gonna do and they get him and they get him breathing again and like, he wait, was okay jimmy's holding him in the car going stay away from the light <laughs> don't go Mackie, don't go uh, uh, i'll say anything yeah. <laughs> uh, he listened yeah he listened <laughs> yeah he he was with us for geez i think another year and a yeah, half or so after that and and, and uh, we have what uh, the best thing ever in the whole world now when Goldie was leaving and mm. we would sleep outside with her. Yeah. And the night she left, there was Goldie's moon, which right. was the moon with the ring around it. Yep, the golden we, moon. We yep. still say that's Goldie's yeah. moon. Yeah. They leave us too quick. Yeah, they do. Uh, they leave us so quick. But we love, the, And then Skylar, who loved to bite everybody. I loved my Skylar. Yeah. <laughs> Skylar was great. And what about Duke? Remember oh, Duke? I remember Duke. Yeah, he was awesome. What was he, a chow? He was the fluffy one, right? The big fluff? Oh, no, that was, that was, oh. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah, no. He was a a key sound. That's right. Yeah, he went missing and poor Brett found him. He was over the tree, overly big. Yeah. And had a heart attack. He was a good boy, though. And then Pansy Mm -hmm. kept you kids. Pansy lived a long time. Pansy lived a long time. No teeth. No teeth. No bottom teeth. They would give you kisses. She was the best. (laughs) She was (laughs) a great girl. German Aussie mix. Yeah. And when you kids would be in the yard, the front yard, if a man came to the yard and Pansy didn't know the man, mm. she would herd the kids back in the corner and just stand in front of them. <laughs> really? To protect yeah, them. To protect Amazing. them. Yeah. They couldn't get past Pansy. She was smart. Yeah. She was smart. You're going to bring a tear to my eye. I know. <laughs> I miss them all. Dude. I miss them. <laughs> I miss them all. Is right. Them. I'm Buddy. Yeah. yeah. Big Buddy was Big the best. Big Buddy was the best. He was awesome. Yeah. He was adopted, rescued, he knew his place. 
Yeah. He could have like easily killed all the other dogs. He could have. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> he could have been mean. Instead, he was so happy with his place in the yeah. in the pack that he just chilled. And, and he loved the cats. Yep. He loved all my cats. Yep. Was, I love. Lived to be buddy. sixteen years old. Yeah. Legend. Well, I want to say this. It's been a great fun being with you, and uh, thank you for interviewing me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> when does this podcast Nobody come can out? Pull that out of me. You're still doing it. So, <laughs> case when you all put these this out. Years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I've done way too much talking. <laughs> well, I love it. Thank you guys. I, I love you both. And I'm really looking forward to Jimmy's new career as a stand up comedian. Mm hmm. Slash cook. <laughs> slash cook. Slash cook. Slash chef. Yeah. Connor's Kitchen. Connor's New kitchen. episode dropping. Yeah, comedy. <laughs> and the, the word of the day is? Hey, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to wait till it you're comes gonna out. Wait till, you're going to break it. I'm going to break yeah. it to him slowly. Okay. <laughs> well, I love you both, and this has been fun. Casey, thank you, thank you for being on you're Advantage welcome. Connors with us. And uh, you can follow me, as always, at Jimmy Connors on Twitter. Mm -hmm. At yeah. Brett underscore Connors That's on me. Twitter. And uh, at Facebook, ADV Connors. At ADV Connors. And Casey, your Twitter handle, please. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Call me on the phone. Add <laughs> Casey DeFranco on Instagram. <laughs> She's on there. I know that. Yeah, somewhere. Th thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. And uh, I love you and my best to Joey and everybody. And we hope to see you soon. Love you too, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.